0: Save your seat now at com. That's com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 219. How the heck is it time for another annual recap? Like, honestly, time is flying by, and full disclosure, we've still got a few months left in the year at the time of this recording, but because I am a nut job and I love to work ahead so much, thanks to baby Kutch, I'm forced to make a few predictions to how I will really be feeling at the end of the year, which will probably be a mix of bliss and exhaustion. But today, I want to recap what rocked about two. 2018 what totally sucked and how 2019 is going to look a lot different for us. So buckle up because I am spilling the beans on what happened behind the scenes of Jenna Kutcher this year. Before we dive on in, today's review comes from Melanie Pearson and it's titled Can't Get Enough. It says, I'm new to podcast and Jenna's was the first I found. To say it changed my life is an understatement. I can't get enough of her motivation and wisdom. Thank you for putting all this knowledge into a public space for us listeners to soak in and leave for all for free. You are amazing. And every woman in this world should have this as one of their favorites. Thank you so much, Melanie. I can tell you guys that this podcast started as just kind of a what-if project. And over two years in, I cannot imagine my life without it. It is one of my favorite things to do. And I'm just so excited to do a year in review with you today. So are you guys ready to hear all about what rocked, what totally sucked, and how this next year is going to look a lot different for me?
1: you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher.
0: Thank you to Skillshare for supporting Gold Digger. Skillshare is offering you a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for free. To sign up, head to Skillshare.com/golddigger2. Again, go to Skillshare.com/golddigger and then the number two to get two months of unlimited access to over twenty-five thousand classes for free. 2018 was a chart-topping year for me in so many ways. We nearly doubled our sales, doubled my following, doubled my email list, and hung at the top of the charts each week with this very podcast. There were so many highlights and epic failures that happened in the last 365 days, and selfishly, I want to break them down so that someday I can come back and remember this year that has felt like a total blur. It was so fun as I was preparing this show because I was able to look at the last two years, both of those are recorded as well, and to just hear the differences in each year, the difference in confidence, the difference in goals, the difference in what I was excited about or what really sucked. And I think a lot of times in our lives, it's so easy to look back on a year and think, I really didn't get anything done. Or I didn't do the things I set out to do. But in reality, we are doing really big things, you guys. And so if you've never done a year in review, whether you write it down or type it out or even record it like this, I totally challenge you to do it because it is so incredible when you can look back and say, whoa, I did come a long way. Whoa, things didn't pan out exactly how I envisioned them to, but there was so much good. And so if you want to, there are 2017 year in review and a 2016 year in review on this very show. And it's so fun to just go back and to listen to those and to think, dang girl, you have come a long way. So let's talk about the number one highlight of this year. When this episode airs, hopefully baby Kutch is safely in our arms and into the world, but being able to not just get pregnant, but to stay pregnant this year and to finally start our family has been the number one blessing that 2018 has brought us. As I write this episode, I'm on a plane with a baby kicking my ribs and not a day goes by that I don't thank God for the opportunity to meet this child and to become a mom. As I try to even imagine what life is going to look like when this airs, I get kind of teary eyed because I know our world is about to be rocked. Like I know, I get it. I'll probably be sleep deprived, but I'll probably be really happy too. And the thing is is that we've been wanting this for so long and it's coming. And if you're in this season of uncertainty or waiting, I pray that our baby and our story can give you some hope. Because this pregnancy journey has impacted a lot of what happened in this last year. And so with that first highlight comes the first thing that totally sucked. I bet you weren't expecting that, were you? Now, if you're struggling with fertility or in growing your family, you might just want to skip ahead a minute or two in the show because there was a season that I wanted to punch anyone who said what I'm about to say. Okay, I get it. Seriously, just skip ahead a few paces, but one of the first things that totally caught me off guard and wasn't really on my annual plans was dealing with all that pregnancy brought me beyond the actual baby. I found out that I was pregnant on April 1st, and it was a day after we moved into our new home in Minnesota. Our life was in boxes, and there I was peeing on a test to find out if our biggest wish had come true, but I wasn't prepared for what had happened next. With my last two pregnancies that both ended in loss, I had a little bit of sickness, but not much. Overall, I had felt pretty normal. But this time, I was wicked sick for the first 17 weeks of pregnancy. And when I say sick, I mean I wasn't a functioning human being. There were so many days where I just laid in bed and stared at the wall. TV made me sick. My phone made me sick. Forget about even trying to send an email. There was no way that I could function. And so while I was in this phase of being so thankful to be pregnant, this sickness that struck mixed with this unnerving anxiety that we could lose this baby too, it was all super crippling. And I had heard of postpartum depression, but i had never really heard many people talk about depression that can hit while you're in the first trimester. And for the first time in my life, I was on a teeter-totter of knowing that my greatest prayer had been answered, but that I also wasn't in control of the outcome or what the journey would look like. I would literally just sit in a chair and cry because I didn't want to do anything. Like I felt totally gray. I felt like a shell of myself. I couldn't work out. I could barely go on walks. No food sounded good. Like nothing, nothing made me happy. And for the first time as an entrepreneur, I had a lot of trouble even caring about my business. Like, needless to say, I was entirely freaked out. Like, is this what I have to look forward to for the next nine months or the rest of my life? Like, total complacency. I didn't care. And during this season of pregnancy I also had a lot of travel from speaking engagements to weddings to photo shoots and masterminds and so I was throwing up on planes in taxis hotel bathrooms and all I wanted to do was just be home and in bed. And so after I got through week 17 mostly thanks to acupuncture and finally turning that corner that people kept referring to I felt a lot better and trimester 2 wasn't so bad but That isn't to say I didn't still struggle because here I was, I was finally able to lead my team again and to dream big and to work hard and to start preparing. And I felt like I needed to make up for lost time. And I do want to be honest, like pregnancy doesn't feel natural to me. I feel like when you see pregnant people who have that glow, it paints this picture of this miracle in action. And while it is a total miracle, there is a lot happening inside of you. And I want to remind you guys like I know loss so well and I know that season of yearning and waiting and I remember when people would complain about being sick or achy or all these things and I wanted to just punch them and be like I would trade places with you in a heartbeat and I think that I struggled a lot with this because I was so thankful that finally we were able to stay pregnant But it was miserable and I wasn't ready for that too. And I didn't feel like I could actually be honest about that because here I was coming from this one season and walking into another. And I kind of felt like I didn't belong in either place. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi Javi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive membership sites, and so much more. So now that I'm nearing giving birth, which is crazy, I've looked back and, you know, I was raised with a mother who loved pregnancy, like she actually wanted to be a surrogate for others. And so I believed that that would rub off on me. But My journey was a lot bumpier than hers. And while there were aspects of pregnancy that I really do love, like the little kicks and seeing the ultrasounds, most of the time in this season, I just didn't really feel like myself. Like I was kind of in this place of like, what is going on and who am I? So enough body talk, right? (laughs) you're like, okay, move on. It's safe to say that pregnancy and preparing for baby totally changed my business and the plans that we both made for how we would navigate this calendar year and then what the next year would look like. So let's dig on into that because I like to call this powerful pivots. At the beginning of the year, I mapped out every quarter with big goals of launches and building out a new course and a few other projects. And then when April hit and the morning sickness came, I started to watch the plans I had drafted slip through the cracks. The things that I had been so excited about at the beginning of the year now felt like mountains to climb. And so I really had to look at where my time and energy would be best spent. So instead of building out this brand new monster course that I had dreamed of, We did a major pivot and instead focused on updating all of the current courses that I already had and that were doing well. To be honest, I think that this forced pivot was one of the smartest things I have ever done as an entrepreneur because not only did I get to work and focus on what was already working for me, but I got to go into maternity leave knowing that all my courses were current awesome and up to date. It was such a good lesson for me to remember that more isn't always more. And while I hope that the course that I did dream up will come into fruition into the next year, I also think that sometimes we have to focus our energy on what's already working instead of being on to the next thing. We went through every single course that I have I re recorded tons of modules, started from scratch. I updated downloads and workbooks and webinars and sales pages. And it gave me total peace of mind to know that everything is running while I am on leave and that it's a reflection of the type of education I create and a course that has gotten hundreds and even thousands of others' results. And so it was so exciting for me because I'm like, holy cow. I want to build this brand new course and I want to create this entire new launch. And while those are still dreams on my heart, I kind of had to push them aside, not just because of pregnancy, but looking at, okay, I have this much time to get this much done. What is that going to look like? And so maybe you're in a place where you're dreaming about what's happening next year. And you're thinking of all of these new things, new additions, new offers, new products, new services. But I can tell you that I was forced to look at what's already working and how can I make that even better? And I honestly think it was probably one of the biggest wins of this last year. And it was an unexpected one, but it was amazing to go back through my programs to bless my current students with absolutely new courses without them having to pay a penny and to be able to go into maternity leave being like, hey, these things are baller. I just spent so much time on them. They are really awesome. And I can rest easily knowing that people are going to get results from what I've just created. Now, finding out that I was pregnant it gave us a huge deadline. <laughs> Yay for deadlines. And I knew that I needed to wrap things up and I needed to really batch work. Now, the longest I've ever taken off in my business at one time was a month. And so planning for three months away and being unplugged totally threw me for a loop and it kind of threw a wrench at my team. And let me just say, my team is incredible. They have stepped up to the plate because they want me to really enjoy maternity leave. So many people on my team are moms and they are just cheering me on and really supporting this desire to actually take a break. And so we started looking at what needed to happen. And since I wasn't able to work much during my first trimester, I felt like I only had a solid few months to work double time in order to get us ahead. There were a lot of big things we tackled as a team. We had to record almost 60 episodes of this podcast in a two-month time span. Can you even believe that? In September, we were already four months ahead. And by October, we were over six months recorded out. That is a lot of content and interviews and outlines to create and record in such a short amount of time. There were a few weeks where I felt like all I did was sit behind my microphone in order to pull this whole thing off. But I knew if I really wanted to rest, I had to have peace of mind that you guys wouldn't even know I was gone. Like I care so deeply about serving this community that I was willing to sit down and do eight episodes in a day or to create 76 pages of outlines with the help of my team so that we could continue to serve you this content. So guys, I know this is a weird request in the middle of a show. But if you've never left a review, don't even just do it for me, do it for my team. Because there are so many people behind the scenes making this show happen from our editor to our ad agent, to our podcast producer, to our content creator, like we are working so hard. And if you can imagine working six months in advance on a show this big I want you to know that this team worked so hard so that you would never have to miss a single episode while I was on break snuggling my baby. So hit pause. If you haven't left a review, thank my team. Don't even thank me. Thank my team because it wouldn't be possible to do this without them. I feel like I was just on an Emmy stage and I'm waiting to accept my award now. We also, on top of planning out the podcast, we had to plan out our email marketing strategy for the next six months. We had to plan out our blog content, our Pinterest strategy. I had to work with my sponsored partners to get our campaigns photographed and events done before I wasn't able to travel. Not to mention, we randomly decided to buy another condo in Hawaii that needed renovation. So, You know, things get a little busy, and I recorded an entire episode about how we are preparing our business for maternity leave. And let's just say my methods felt a little insane at times. I mean, they were insane at times, but at the same point, too, I was really set on showing you guys that, hey, You can take a leave or a vacation as an entrepreneur. You can build something that can run while you are resting. So episode number 189, How to Plan a Maternity Leave or a Vacation as an Entrepreneur, is a great show, and it kind of dives you through our entire process of how we prepared. But I have to say, my team was amazing. And so let's segue into the team growth and changes that happened this last year, because there is something... About team. And this is an area that went incredibly well this last year. Now, I can't speak more highly of the women that I get to work with every single day. (laughs) Like when I jump onto Slack, which is what we use to communicate, just seeing each person's name, it's like this badge for me of like, wow, I get to work with an exceptional human that I genuinely love. And Team was a huge win. And so I want to share a little bit about what I learned this year. So first and foremost, it might shock you to learn that I only had three salaried team members for the 2018 year, two of which were my mom and my sister. The rest of my small team were contractors, but I work with about five to six women on a day-to-day basis. Now this year... I learned the importance of having support in such a new way when I was sidelined due to morning sickness and trying to prepare for leave. These women that I'm about to list stepped up in big ways so that the world didn't even know I was confined to my bed for a solid three months. So in case you're wondering, here is what the makeup of my team looks like, and here is how I shifted things in a really big way this year. So first things first, inbox and support. If you feel like you are drowning in emails or you are one of those people that is like me where you will read an email and then you'll mark it on and you'll say, I'll get back to that later and then you never get back to it, you need someone to help you with your inbox and support. Now, this position used to be handled by Caitlin, but it is now handled by an amazing woman, Stephanie. Steph jumped on my team to cover a maternity leave And I never let her go. So I have to thank Danielle for Stephanie. She went from simply managing our support inbox to playing a much bigger role on the team, managing both of my inboxes and helping us manage the Jenna Kutcher course community. She's been an absolutely invaluable piece during launches, and she keeps the day-to-day operations met. Like She is the gatekeeper of what gets through to me, and I could not ask for a better person. I have worked with her for over a year now. I've never once gotten a complaint about her. She's incredible. And so it's been so much fun having her on our team in a more full-time capacity. And we love our stuff. If you have emailed me recently, you've probably heard from her. She's absolutely incredible. So the next position is content creation. And since we now have a Stephanie, we moved Caitlin's position from being more of a VA role to stepping up as a content and course creator. So Caitlin has been with me the longest and has gotten to watch me create courses and content for years. And now it's kind of like she can live inside of my head. And so we pulled Caitlin out of some of those day-to-day operations like the inbox, and now she helps create and develop courses. She runs my Pinterest strategy and she helps create content for blog posts. She also helps write outlines for the solo shows for this podcast. So this pivot was really huge in having her help me create courses And we pump out so much content each week. So she is kind of the content keeper. She can see that overall strategy and she can help create things that then I can just review and make sure, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. Here's more of my voice or here are the edits that I would make. And so kind of pulling her out of some of those day-to-day operations and giving her more freedom when it comes to creation has been incredible. Next is tech and strategy guru, Danielle. Oh my goodness. How do I even begin with this mastermind? She has been with me almost as long as Caitlin and started simply as my support inbox gal, but now she is my main strategy queen who helps me take these big ideas and make them a reality. We work together pretty much daily on how we can automate things and build out campaigns and reach out to our email list and launch new products. And Danielle is a literal genius when it comes to this stuff. Like I couldn't do half the things I do without her. And I'm so thankful to have her making all of the crazy things that come with online marketing less intimidating or scary. So she links up all my campaigns. She sets up all my webinars. Like she is so inside of my head and she can see this audience, what they need, what they're excited about. And so, oh my goodness, Danielle is incredible. Now podcast producer, of course, we got to talk about that. We're on the show. And so you probably know that my sister Kate works on the show. But with a twist of plans, she is actually heading back to school to get her master's in nursing. And so while we were so sad to see her go, I am so excited that she's finding what she's truly passionate about. And I'll be honest, like I didn't want her to work for me forever. And so when she joined the team a little over a year ago, I remember her coming on and we're like, I don't even know if this is going to be a full time job. And we didn't really have systems like Caitlin and I had been keeping the Gold Digger podcast afloat for a year and living on a prayer. And Kate totally came in and transformed the way that we were able to do things and helped us get to the top of the charts with the way that she was able to organize and systemize and market every single episode. And so it was truly incredible getting to work with my sister and get to watch her, someone who had a nursing degree, jump headfirst into this online marketing world with full force. And since she's always been one of my number one fans, she totally treated this business and my community like her own. And she always advocated for me. I had a blast working with my sister. And it was really cool, too, because we were both in this season. We were moving back home. Then I was pregnant. She was just kind of in this season of not quite sure what was next. And so it was amazing. We got to talk every day. But when she told me that she's going back to school, I was honestly so excited because I never want her to feel like she's living in the shadows or I don't really want to be her boss. Like I want to be her sister. And so It was like a very hard but exciting move. And it's safe to say I miss working with her, but I'm really excited to just go back to being sisters too. And with that said, we had to fill her position. Now, a lot of you listeners probably applied for the job, which I'll be honest, was super overwhelming. I did one Facebook post and one Instagram story, and we had over 500 applications in less than 24 hours. Being in my third trimester with a ticking time bomb of a baby on the way and with my sister having a set end date, I had to make a quick decision, which absolutely, totally freaked me out since all past hires were made strictly on referrals and experience. But while the process felt daunting, it ended up working out so great. Now, this is funny, but I use LinkedIn as a sponsor on this show and I use them to hire. And it was honestly amazing. I was able to quickly find people who had tangible experience, and that is exactly how I found my girl, Kylie. Now, Kylie lives in New York, and we flew her out to Minnesota for two days of training with Kate, and now she is the leading lady of the Gold Digger podcast. She has experience in the radio world, blogging, social media management, so she was a shoe in for the position. And since I didn't have a ton of time to train, I really needed someone who had a solid background in this world. Kylie has been incredible. I am so, so thankful. Like every day, I'm just like, man, like I couldn't have picked a better person. She is rocking this position. And guys, she is now the face behind this podcast. And so if you can just say thank you, Kylie, like she is working so hard and it's amazing. So while I was hiring Kylie, I was torn between two candidates. And I remember I was brushing my teeth and I was trying to talk to Drew when I still had the toothpaste in my mouth, which never works out quite well. And I said, Gosh, I cannot decide between these two girls. They're both just so amazing. What if I hired them both? And Drew was like, Why not? And so I ended up making one additional hire that I'm so excited about. Her name is Brooklyn. And she applied for the podcast position, but from one click to her website, I knew that I wanted her on my team for something entirely different. Her copy was quippy and captivating and the way she spoke totally enamored me. And since we have so much copy coming out of this team, I knew that we could use one more person. And so I talked to Drew about it and I said, man, like, what if I make two hires and he was totally supportive. And so I said, hey, let's do this. And so now Brooklyn is on the team to help take some of the work off my plate and to help me to continue to dream on how I can serve you all better. So I am so excited about this extra hire and really This team has just been incredible. And so beyond who I just named, my day-to-day team, I also have Carrie who does my Facebook ads. Tune into episode number 58 to hear how to make Facebook ads work for you. I have Jen Olmsted from Tonic Site Shop on web design. I have Renee from Payment Savers, Rebecca who runs Shop Jenna Kutcher, I have Olivia Herrick, who does graphic design. I have Matt, who does my podcast editing. I have an ad agent, Maddie, and so many more people making this all happen. So if you want to hear the stories of these women that I hired, go to com slash 2018, and we'll link to all of their episodes because almost every single person that I just named has been on this show. And you can hear about how we work together, what that looks like, and how they serve my business. But let me be honest, I could not do any of this without all of those people. Now, as I think about being on leave and what went into preparing it. I am so thankful to have these powerhouse women on my team making things happen while I'm away snuggling our babe. And it's crazy to think that just over two years ago, I was absolutely flying 100% solo. It's because of this team that I was able to have a chart topping year in so many ways. So let's talk about chart topping results. We had a record breaking year in so many ways. And I'm just going to run through these because, if anything, I will love to listen back to this. I love numbers. So, this year we sold over $2.5 million in education. We had nearly 9 million total downloads on this podcast in 2018 alone. We made $200,000 in sponsorships and sponsored content, $175,000 in sales in our Shopify store, and over $150,000 with affiliate marketing. Now, I went up over half a million followers on Instagram in 2018 alone. We quadrupled the amount of reviews that are on this very podcast. And if you've been listening to me and you leave one today, you can help even make that number bigger. We stayed towards the top of the business charts almost the entire year. We also purchased our second condo in Hawaii. We moved states to Minnesota and live in our dream home, and we traveled a ton. And I don't say all these numbers to brag, but I also want you to be able to see how I, this small town girl, have created a multi-million dollar business that allows for us to live the lives that we've dreamed of. Last night, Drew and I were snuggled up in bed and we were watching some dumb TV show and I made him pause the TV. Earlier, we had picked up the mail on our evening walk with the dogs and opened it up to find a check for $25,000 for a sponsorship. Still, to this day, years and years later, I relate everything back to my days of wearing red and khaki when I made $50,000 in a year. And as I paused the TV, I told Drew, Do you realize how crazy this all is? Like how lucky we are? Sure, I work my absolute butt off. Like, not literally, of course. But I have built this business that supports moments like this. Moments where we can cuddle without phones ringing or emails pulling us in. It supports a true maternity leave and month-long sabbaticals. Like, I'm not just proud of our chart-topping year in terms of income, But more so how we really took back our time and created systems and protected our best yeses. In 2018, we spent three whole months in Hawaii and 90% of that island time was dedicated to resting. We took vacations just because we protected our weekend time together. We said more no's than we've ever said before. And I always laugh because I almost always fly coach. And I walk through that first cabin of people in first class. And I try not to generalize this, but most of them happen to be men of importance in business suits who are frantically taking that last call or writing out a quick email or punching in text before the plane takes off. And I always wonder if they ever lift their eyes or really ever enjoy that experience that a lot of people will never get to have in their lifetime. And as I walk back to coach, I often think to myself, I likely make more than all of those men. And here I am with my eyes open with nothing urgent pulling at me. And for that, I feel like the luckiest. I look at what this career has looked like. I look at the amount of work I've put in, but I think I am most proud of two things. I'm most proud that I have built a life where time is my currency and money is not. Where I judge a yes and a no based on how my time will be spent and what I will feel like after that time. And I'm also really proud that I've built this business without stepping on others to get here. There aren't hate forums about Jenna Kutcher. There aren't people out there that are posting awful things every single day. And I truly believe that I've put my head down and I've done my best work and I haven't had to ruin people to get to where I am. I'm really, really proud of that, you guys. Now, along with all of that goodness comes one of the things that kind of sucked for me. I got to be honest, you know, this year my travel schedule got totally nutty at times. Like I told myself I'd be cutting back on travel And then all of a sudden, I was finding myself gone every other week, flying to a new location, whether it would be as a keynote speaker, a photo shoot, to attend an event or to lead something. I literally got to a point where I was forgetting which airport I was in, what hotel room number was mine. And we put a ton of miles on our car going back and forth to Wisconsin to fulfill obligations and jobs that I had booked before we made the move to Minnesota. There we a lot of weekends spent away from home and I really started to dread being gone. I don't know if I was like early nesting or what, but one of the not so funny, but it's funny now moments was when I flew to Arizona for a mastermind that I was in, <laughs> I was super sick. I was only, I think, 10 weeks pregnant. And I was still in that awful, awful season where nobody knows you're pregnant, but you are not functioning. And I was staying at this incredible resort for this mastermind. And I got to my hotel room and I just shut the curtains and I laid in bed and I turned on the TV. I was too like tired to even pay attention to what was on. And it was naked and afraid. And I'd never seen that show before. And I remember like three hours into watching that show, just laying there like a bump on a log. I called Drew and I seriously, it was like delusional. I thought I was naked and afraid. I'm like, I'm so thirsty. And I'm in the Sahara desert and there are scorpions. And like Drew was like, what is going on? But I was so sick that I was just laying there. I couldn't even order room service. Nothing sounded good to me. And then from there I flew straight to Pittsburgh and I threw up on the plane and so I mean I went through some really weird stuff with travel this year especially being so so ill. I had to be hospitalized cuz I was throwing up so much that I needed fluids. Like it was just a really rough season and I think it was just so hard to like get on a plane and get in taxis and try to show up and be on for other people when I was like a barely functioning human being. Even more recently I almost had a panic attack when I planned out my fall and saw that I was going to be gone 60 out of the next 90 days while navigating my third trimester of pregnancy. Like that's not really ideal if you ask me. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I'm like, how are we going to get a nursery done? And like, how am I going to get my work done? And what am I doing? Like, how am I going to be gone so much? And so when I started to really look at what my dream year would look like, I started to think about what was stressing me out, like what was holding me back? What was I not looking forward to? And it looked a lot like doing a lot of less on the road work and a lot more of the being home and working from my couch work. This also meant that I was forced to make really hard decisions like can I do another mastermind or not? If you guys didn't know, over the last year, I have led almost 25 women through the entire year as a mentor, and it has been one of the best things I have ever done in my entire life, and it's also been one of the hardest things I've ever done. And there have been seasons in this year where I am just like, I have to do this. This is my best work. Like, this is the most meaningful work, getting to watch these women transform their lives and build their best businesses. I have to keep doing this. And as I was thinking about next year and starting to plan out my mastermind, I just realized I was getting really anxious. I was thinking about things like, how am I going to breastfeed? How am I going to teach for three full days and take care of a baby And all of that was just making me so, so anxious. And so I was forced with making some really hard decisions. Like, I'm going to have to sacrifice some of the things that I truly love in order to be fully present. And, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're doing things that you love, sometimes saying no can be so hard. Like, it's heartbreaking. But I knew that going into next year, I had to protect my best yeses. And if those looked like being home more, then I had to really look at what I was saying yes to and how it was all going to fit into my dream life. And so I had to make some hard decisions, like not hosting a mastermind next year and not really sure what the future of that looks like. Um, But I can tell you this, like hosting a mastermind and having these women in my life, it was definitely a highlight of 2018. I learned so much from them and throughout that experience. But we felt like a sisterhood. I feel like so many of us at our last retreat, we were at a camp in September. And to think about where we started as total strangers who were entirely nervous, not quite sure what to expect, and where we ended, like true sisterhood status as entrepreneurs, man, it was probably the most beautiful thing I've been a part of. And I really, really valued that I got to do that here. Along with our chart-topping results, a lot of learning moments happened for me. And I think the biggest lesson I learned this past year, and it took me a while, was in figuring out where and how I serve the world and my business best. Now, if you listen to this show, you likely know I am a huge fan of outsourcing. And I think that this year taught me that I can do it even more and that I should be doing it. Drew and I, we are huge financial savers, like I am a money hoarder, and I love the security that having savings offers. I went to my mastermind and I asked my mentor, Brendan, where should I be investing my money? Because a lot of it was sitting in our bank account, not really doing much for anything. And he came back to me and he said, you need to invest it in team. Now, part of me wants to keep a super, super lean team. As I said earlier, I love the girls I work with. We've literally never had any drama. We all work together. We work independently and we love what we're doing. And I kept thinking, I don't even know who else I could hire. But once we really started preparing for maternity leave, I started to see all of the little things I was doing day in and day out. And on those long 14 hour days where I was failing to hand over the reins or to ask for help. This didn't totally suck, but it was one of the biggest growing pains for me this year. And it was really understanding what is my role in all of this? Really, what is my role? I am the face. I am the voice. And I am the visionary. I need to be able to cast a strong vision as a leader to get the right people in the right places and then to help them to do their jobs best. It is not me creating collages in Canva because I can. It is not me and writing out detailed blog posts just because I want to, but it is me and constantly pointing my team in the direction that we are heading and to make sure that the vision I am casting is being executed and that our people, aka you, are being served and being served really well. Now, this discovery was actually super empowering to me because as I look ahead at 2019, I'm not afraid of hiring more if we need to. I want to replace myself in almost every area of my business, except for the things that I have to do, because I want my brain and energy to go towards the bigger picture, the bigger game plan. And I can only truly cast a vision if I give myself the mental space to do so. I was just sitting with some girlfriends who are also really incredible entrepreneurs. And I said, I'm just at this place where I want to show up in only the ways I can show up and I want to replace myself in every other area. And I don't think I've ever been fully ready for that surrender. (laughs) So many of us, we start these businesses. They are our babies. We have created them from the ground up and the thought of handing over the reins is terrifying. But I think of anything, I've already learned so many lessons from this baby and it's not even in the world yet, is that I'm ready for that. Like I want to be the visionary. I want to pull myself out of working in my business and work on it. And so I'm so excited to see what comes up. So here's my vision for 2019. And I'm kind of excited about it. When I sat down, I wanted to really dream up what does my perfect year look like? What does it feel like? How am I stepping into that role where I can best serve my family and serve the world? I actually do not have a single thing on my calendar for 2019. I don't have a single speaking agreement. I don't have a single photo shoot. I don't have a single obligation because I don't know what motherhood is going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to get stir crazy or if I'm going to never want to leave the house. I don't know if I'm going to want more than three months off or if I'm going to be so ready to get back to work. I don't know. And so I wanted to give myself the time and the space to choose exactly what I want. I didn't want to rope myself into any launches. I didn't want to be obliged to show up anywhere. I just wanted to say, Jenna, today is your day. You pick how it goes and what it looks like. And so when I look at 2019, my big vision is little moments spent with Drew and our baby. It's sleeping in whenever we can. It's being with family. It's going on little trips, just the three of us and figuring out life. And I'm so excited because for once in my business, I'm not afraid of things like losing momentum. I'm not afraid of becoming someone who people don't care about. Because I know my world is about to be rocked, and I want to give myself the time and the space to process that without the fear of becoming irrelevant. And I don't think I would have ever gotten to this point if it wouldn't have been for our journey that took us two and a half years to get to this day. Those losses taught me so much. Grief is such a good teacher. And so I'm just so excited to see what 2019 holds and to kind of approach it with open hands and to be open for whatever it is that I feel like is me showing up best in the world. And don't you worry, this podcast is going absolutely nowhere. Like I said, we have prepared content for months on end and this is my favorite way to show up and serve the world. And so I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for supporting the vision. Thank you for subscribing and reviewing and sharing it with your friends There you guys have it, a recap of 2018. What a year, (laughs) am I right? But as I look at what next year will hold, I pray that as we settle in as a family, I continue to follow my gut, to trust my intuition, to chase my dreams. I am so excited about the way that we used every single day of 2018 to be a launch pad for my perfect year ever. I cannot wait to rock this podcast and to teach these courses. And we're planning on cutting way back down on travel and speaking and partnerships to focus on what I do best, which I believe is educating and inspiring you. And I'm really looking forward to an intentional year that isn't about going full steam ahead, but in being rest-filled, present, and strategic. If you've never taken the time to review your year, I'd encourage you to do it, friends. I did an episode like this for the last two years. You can head back to episode number nine to hear about how different my life was just two short years ago. And episode 113 to hear about the difference just one year can make. Taking some time to really reflect, to see your progress, to acknowledge your growing pains and to look at how far you've come is incredible. I would love to hear about your biggest win of this past year. So hop on over to gold digger podcast on Instagram and celebrate with me because we can celebrate all that happened in the last 365 days. And I want to come together and celebrate as a community. Happy, happy new year, gold diggers. Something tells me that 2019 is going to be your
1: year. I'll see you in the new year.